and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle for mypodcasthouse.com. Very g'day to you, Lyle. Oh, how you going, mate? Doing well? I can't complain. Yeah, but you will. You'll find a reason to. I'll complain about something, but I can't complain about how I'm going. Oh, okay. All right, then. Me doing the intro again? Yeah. Yeah. Is that three weeks in a row now? Are you getting good at it, actually? There is another person in the studio. Oh, are we going to intro, intro him? Oh, you can intro him. Yeah? Yep. The uh, the world traveller. Um, probably watched more wrestling in the last 10 days than he has probably the last 10 months. Uh, Tony Shebecki, you're back in the studio, mate. I certainly am, Lyle Welshy. Hello, boys. Great to be back. I thought that was a bit unkind from Lyle. No, no, no. It's fair. The unkind thing would have been if he had got us a guest this week. Well, yes. totally um, you said you're getting the guest this week. Yep, you promised us at the end of the last episode. I did. You promised that you were getting someone from EPW. Yes, I. So who have you got us? I uh, failed again. I failed again. So let me get this straight. There's no use us even throwing you under the bus because you do it well enough yourself. I think last so, yeah. time, last time we didn't have a show because you couldn't get us a guest that you promised us. You've begged us for another opportunity. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll promise I'll get someone good. I'll get someone amazing. And then we almost didn't have a show again this week. Okay, so here's the situation, mate. Don't promise us someone good. Yep. Don't promise us... Just promise... Just get someone. Just someone. Anyone, mate. Right. No, we I'll... Just get us an interview. I got, I got us. We're lined up for next week. We're still solid. Well, we don't, we don't. We're, we're, we're solid. Not, we're we're not convinced. I thought this was our last show. We wanted this to be our last show. Now we have to go another week because of Lyle. We, get, we you know, we we still got to talk about our matches of the year, Tony. Yours be interviewing, will... we'll be interviewing Santa if we keep going into Christmas. No, we'll well, right. just like Santa, Lyle's guests only come once a year. <laughs> like me too. You're not that often. Uh, big episode last week. Huge episode last week. I was on it. So was Erica Reed. Yes, she was. She's delightful. She's a fantastic yes, Amazing. And fantastic for her that she actually got her interview on. Yeah, I recorded it. Yeah, I know, recorded it. Great. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, the fourth time we've interviewed yep. her. It was the third time. <laughs> two and a half. And I did like the closing part of the interview where you said, look, next time we interview, we'll make sure that we don't talk about what we want to talk to you about. Or whatever you said, but no, I said if we did interview again, I want it to be a follow up, not yes, redoing correct. the That's same it. interview <laughs> for a third time. <laughs> and uh, we had a guest co-host as well. Yes, how yeah. is Jeffrey? Jeffrey's very well. Good from uh, WrestleBrainia. Yeah? Yes, yeah. yes, um, yeah, really fun. I like his takes on uh, wrestling. Um, we should do it more often when one of his isn't available. Well, we know who that'll be. I Tony. can make it more often if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously don't. Don't say that because we'll get a lot of messages from people asking for that <laughs> yeah, to happen. I know. Uh, we do luckily have a, an amazing guest this week. We do. Because I, I've managed to make chocolates out of Lyle's boiled lollies. Well done, mate. When life gives you lemons, make beer. Lemon beer. Okay, interesting. Mm. I'm something not a Andy, beer fan. So. Something Andy Coyne would probably force me to drink. Yep. Like that boysenberry monstrosity. <laughs> that he made me drink at MCW. Yeah. So we're joined on the phone now, all the way from WA, by Lena Cross. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Good, good, good. Very good. We're making sure it's recording, are we, Welshy? Yep, yep. I almost made the same mistake again, which is always fun. <laughs> uh, okay, good, good. <laughs> it's recording, it's recording, it's good. Um, now, your home promotion does a lot for women's wrestling, which... 
uh, continues this weekend. You've got a double header, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So we have a show Friday and Saturday night. Um, so closing out the year with a big one. Um, and yeah, very fortunate that I am a part of a company uh, that believes so much in women's wrestling. Uh, Mana has given me a lot of opportunities, especially this year, um, to step in the ring with some of the best females around the world, uh, let alone Australia. So I'm very lucky um, and thankful that New Horizons um, does see a lot of potential uh, in women's wrestling. Yeah, of course, we're talking about uh, Indie Girls Australia, which is the effectively women's only promotion over there in Perth. Uh, tell us about the crowds. You get along to it. You you getting some full houses? Um, yeah, yeah. We don't do too bad. Um, depends each show, year, all that. We are a very family orientated uh, crowd, I guess you could say. Um, so that differs from I know um, a few other promotions. Kind of leading into that more, you know, eighteen to thirty-five ish area, um, but we're still very much family orientated, um, which is always fun, and the kids get behind it. Uh, makes for a good show. It's good to give uh, the fans those points of difference as well, so that um, you, wrestling in WA is catering for all audiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I think. EPW uh, is m- more towards that adult um, sort of crowd. Um, and, yeah, we're definitely very much on the family side of things. Um, but it's good. Like, the kids are great. They get behind us. Um, and then we do get those adult fans as well who love a bit of wrestling. And what do you what do you think of your own personal development, having um, all these experienced wrestlers come in from the UK, America, Japan uh, this coming weekend. Is that a total benefit for your uh, development as a pro wrestler? Oh, definitely. Um, Constantly growing and learning and taking as much as I can off of all these different areas um, because, like I said, they do come from UK, America, um, from over east and this weekend from Japan. So I can kind of take a little bit from everywhere, which in return, I guess, makes me a little bit different, makes me more unique, um, build my toolbox. Um, so doesn't really matter who I face, who I step in the ring with. Hopefully I have a bit of everything to prepare myself. So it's definitely beneficial. Great thing about uh, it also, normally in Perth, it's a tyranny of distance and it's hard to get people over there in, in regards to especially wrestlers over there due to the fact that there's such a big schedule over here on the uh, the East Coast. But it's great to see some of uh, Australia's leading women getting over there and uh, being a part of it as well. We speak, of course, of Erica Reid, who we spoke to last week here on the show, or I didn't. I was over in America, but the, the boys did. Did you know I was in America? Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, going. Uh, and uh, also, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, even Tennille Dashwood made her way over there uh, a little while back as well. Yeah, um, so Tennille was here, I believe it was two months ago. Yeah. I know this year's gone so quickly. Uh, but that was one of my highlights this whole year because obviously she uh, played such a pivotal role in women's wrestling in Australia, um, kind of built that path that going to WWE, if you were from here, is definitely well and truly real. Um, 
so stepping in the ring with her was was yeah amazing um very thankful for that um and excited for erica to come over again um this weekend i've i think our score is currently six one and one um so i think we need to have a rematch soon well, let's hope it's not too far away. Be, <laughs> even Avery's been over there as well too, which is fantastic. Working yeah, with, yeah. Working with someone like Daniel Dashwood, she probably has every right people might think to sort of, you know, just take control of a match and say this is how we're doing it. Is that how it works or is she very much inviting of your thoughts about how the match is going to uh, pan out? Um, no, she was super easy. Um, to work with, like she was very inviting, um, you know, the whole discussion of what do you do, what do you want to do, are there any thoughts you've had, any ideas. Um, obviously, being the vet, she took the reins on things, um, which I was completely happy with that. Um, but, no, she was amazing. Couldn't couldn't have expected anything better from her. Um, so, yeah, really happy with that. Yeah, we are talking about all the... Uh... The fly-ins to WWA, but you've done a little bit of travelling yourself uh, this year. You made your MCW debut against Avery. What was that? What was that whole experience like? Um, good. It was really good. Um, you kind of you you have this idea of what you think it will be, um, and then because obviously MCW are easily the top promotion in Australia right now, so. That should be a goal for all independent wrestlers um, to be on because it is such a big show, big production. Um, so, yeah, you have an idea of what you think it is, but then you go in and it's completely different. Um, but because I had already worked with Avery, uh, I think that helped a lot. And I, I believe we have really good chemistry. So it was easy, to say the least. Um but I'm hoping to make a few more visits over there next year. Um, yeah, and get back out in front of that crowd. But we'll see. You also did an Evie's Diner too, didn't you? Yes. Hey. You also went to Evie's Diner as well? Yes, yeah. Yep. So that was my initial debut with MCW. Okay. Um, back in May, I believe, um, where I got to work Kellyanne. Uh, which again was who is on a list of mine. Um, so I'm glad I got to work her because again, obviously she's been a pivotal role in um, women's wrestling in Australia. She's been around for so long. Um, she's definitely someone who all women should look up to. Um, so that was really fun. Um, again, really easy, super inviting and um, <clears throat> and yeah, open to lots of ideas and what we can do. And what wrestling inspires you? What what did you, um, what did you watch as a as a kid? Um, I was very naive in thinking that WWE was the only wrestling ever. Um, so it wasn't until you know five five ish years ago when I started getting back into it that I realised there was so much wrestling. Um, but growing up, it was. WWE, that's all I watched. Um, so it was Triple H, Eddie Guerrero, Lita, Trish, um, Victoria, all all those wrestlers that inspired me back then. Um, and then 
in the recent years, Charlotte Flair has probably been um, one of the biggest kind of draws for me um, because she has a similar build. She's a lot bigger and she's just so athletic. Um, and that's the other thing is just that athletic side. You know, I've been an athlete my whole life, um, playing a lot of sports, um, playing semi-professional basketball over here in WA. So having that athletic background and seeing what women can do in the ring, um, yeah, just inspires and draws me in and motivates me to get better and get to that next level. I've always, I've always wanted to ask this question of a, a female wrestler, and I'll ask it of you. Uh, were you a tomboy? Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and I only ask that on the fact that you, it would it would seem a logical suit for a girl to have, and I presume you've probably got a couple of brothers and the like as well? Yes. Yeah. That, that would <laughs> yep. just make so sense. So I was, yeah. Um, I couldn't understand why a girl would get into wrestling otherwise if she didn't have brothers and stuff at, at home. It just it wouldn't seem. Well, you're being very sexist. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it just makes sense. Yeah, well, I can't speak for other people's experience, but that was definitely mine. Um, definitely a tomboy. Definitely fake wrestled on the trampoline with my brother. And uh, yeah, that was my childhood. But I know there are some, some women who didn't have brothers and they still yeah. loved it. So I guess stereotypical speaking, I am, I am one of those tomboys. That had brothers, and I apologise for pigeonholing anyone. Like <laughs> uh, you pigeonhole someone every week. Every week, so it's all right. Uh, but being a taller girl um, and working often against girls who are much smaller in stature, and then occasionally you're working the guys as well. How do you adjust what you're doing according to your opponent? Um, good question. That's a sensible question from you. I you get that. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. I think that's the one of the more creative side of things um, because I almost have to change my move sets and what I can do when I when I am facing females versus when I'm facing males. Um, so it gets me thinking. It's challenging. Gets those creative juices flowing, and it's like, what can I do here? What can be different? Um, so I definitely do like that balance. Um, because I'm constantly tested on what I can do, what's going to be believable, what's going to make sense. Um, and, yeah, get to try out a few new things here and there. Uh, you brought up that you're a semi-professional basketball player. When you mm-hmm. – early in, uh, is it earlier this year you broke your collarbone or late last uh, year? It was actually late last year, so it just ticked over a year about a month ago. Has it affected your jump November shot at all? November Oh, I have not picked up a basketball <laughs> in a while. But you'd be surprised. I did have a uh, – I played a bit of a 3v3 tournament that only went for eight weeks. Um, that was a bit of fun. But surprisingly, it wasn't too bad. Um, I did airball a few, but we got there. We got there. So you just blame it on the wrestling injuries and it's fine. Yeah, I'll um I'll blame it on the increased strength, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just overshooting it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, what was the transition like when you started to train for wrestling? Like already coming from an athletic background, 
um, I imagine that there'd be some similarities, but a whole lot of difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, so different um, cardio I found, um, like basketball games, 40 minutes, I could just run nonstop and be fine. But I was blown up after a two-minute wrestling drill, like crazy. Um, so having to transition that different endurance um, was probably the first kind of um, bump I came over and I was like, oh, this is hard. Um, but because of my athletic background, I did get, um, I did pick up on a lot of things quite easily, um, which obviously helped. So a lot of the moves, a lot of those foundational um, skills, I did pick up on quite quickly. Um, and then the biggest thing I've had to kind of overcome and work on is just that entertainment performance side of things, um, being over the top and extra and talking and yelling. And that's probably the biggest thing, um, the biggest difference, uh, I'd say, between basketball and wrestling. You've only been doing it for a couple of years and improvement is always there and, and it's fantastic to see. In regards to the wrestler you are now as opposed to the wrestler you were a couple of years ago, uh, what's the major difference in you? Is it more character related or is it more freedom around the ring? Uh, confidence. Um, just that. Yeah, confidence. When I first started, I was always second-guessing myself and, oh, should I say that? Should I do that? What are people going to think of me? But people are going to think what they think and say what they say. If you have the confidence to go out there and do what you love and do what you think um, you should be doing and you should be saying, then just having that confidence has um, given me a little bit more freedom in the ring as well. Um, so yeah, just confidence. And it's I'd funny. It's a big difference. It's funny you mentioned that too, because there definitely is a hierarchy uh, backstage in in regards to who gets to you know talk, I suppose, and 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 the way things work out. The people obviously with the experience get to do a lot more of that. But as you get into it, and I think people see where you're coming from, they see how enthused you are about the sport. That whole perception of you changes and that, and that confidence would definitely build. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I've been lucky around like backstage locker rooms and there hasn't been too much of a, a hierarchy. Obviously there is one, but I've always felt I can voice my opinions and um, take it with a grain of salt. If someone um, who's been around for 10 years comes back and says that's stupid yeah. or don't say that. I'm like, yep, I'll take it on the chin. No worries. Um, but yeah, I've always felt that confidence, um, particularly at New Horizons, that if you have something to say, you can voice it, have a discussion about it, um, and see where that goes. Um, yeah, Tony's your question. Tony's Tony's old school. He comes from. He was in the locker rooms back in the day where. Um, it definitely was a hierarchy. Rookies weren't even allowed to talk. <laughs> no, it was exactly. And, um, and you got the leftover lemon chicken. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no. I've heard the stories. Yeah, but but the, thankful I haven't been a part of uh, anything that, that serious. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're across yeah. it. I'm not sure if you're across it. But um, did you see um, Jordan Grace's tweet this week about 
um, Sandman uh, denigrating women's wrestling in a main event uh, at an event this week. Yes, I did see that. Um, are you amazed that there's still like dinosaurs with these uh, outdated opinions? Uh, I'm not really surprised. Like it's with anything in life, people have their opinions and especially someone like him who has been around the business for so long, of course his mentality is going to be male wrestlers are superior um, and they deserve that spot. But nowadays that's changing and I believe it should be whoever the better draw or the better um, wrestlers are, the better match should have that depending on how the show is laid out who's on the show there's so many factors um but i think that's going to happen because it's just life and people don't want to be open-minded about change um so they say what they believe which sometimes might not be right it's a bit Uh, but yeah that does not surprise me at all it's a bit rich coming from hardcore hack who had no position no place in a in a main event match himself (laughs) yeah maybe a little bit of a jealousy is there (laughs) Especially when he spends most of his main event being drunk as well. So I don't think he. Uh, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't think he has a right to voice his opinion on people being in the main he event. He was an entrance. <laughs> yes, I, I tell you what. Very though, true. And I, and I do like what you, what you said later about that. And I think what people need to be really careful of, especially promotions, is that they don't just put a woman's match as a main event just for the sake of doing it because they think it's going to be beneficial to them in regards to audience and, and the like. You, you're definitely right in what you said, though. If, the, if there's women out there who are as good as the guys in regards to... Many cases, better. Exactly. Then 100% main event. But don't just do it for the sake of doing it because you could hurt that whole process. Yeah, exactly. And that can also have a negative effect as well yeah, exactly, on yeah. women's wrestling because people might then have expectations and get disappointed. Um so, yeah, I agree with that. And, and I only go back to what we saw on Survivor Series last weekend and, and being a part of that crowd, they really turned mm-hmm. on the girls in that match at, at WWE in Chicago last week. There was booze, there was everything. And I don't know how much yeah, you heard of that yeah. on television, but it was definitely evident and it was definitely there at the, at, at the, uh, at the stadium. Really weird that they would do that with three such very accomplished wrestlers. Yeah, um, yeah, that was just very interesting. Um, I do kind of get why, because um, I guess that's kind of where the the integration of NXT came from with Shayna yeah. um, and Becky. So yeah, why not put it at the main? But I guess again, the flow of the show and what other matches were on. If that was a different show, then maybe it could have worked. But with it being like a Survivor Series. Maybe that's why it didn't work. But, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, one thing you'll learn really quickly is that Tony will try and work every conversation back to the fact that he was in the crowd at Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now that I've been there, yes, I will. <laughs> um, well, what I wanted to ask you was um, this year I noticed uh, you're from WA where there's like tyranny of distance, as we mentioned earlier. But when you're getting announced um, for a show in Melbourne, uh, what's it like when you see the fans over here getting legitimately excited about the opportunity to to drive out to Werribee, which is 
35 minutes outside of the city to watch you wrestle? Um, pretty surreal. Pretty surreal. I feel like that's been with everything through my experience. Like when I first started, I never, I, it was it was more of a, yeah, let's give this a go. Never, uh, I'm now I can see myself, you know, hopefully getting signed to somewhere. Um, so each step, in my journey uh, as a professional wrestler continues to amaze me. Um, yeah, and it's pretty pretty cool to be able to go to a completely different state, um, meet a whole bunch of fan base that I never would have got the opportunity to here, um, especially now with um, social media playing such a big part in building brands and building um, wrestlers uh, that has allowed you know me to become known over there. Um, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, it's always always a bit funny because um, you don't really expect, expect it to happen, but it does. So just stay humble, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you have a lot more travel plans for next year? And selfishly, Melbourne, obviously, for, for us, but uh, more the eastern side with all the shows uh, on this side? Um, yeah, nothing planned. Um, I have a show in Sydney early Jan, um, which is the only one I've really planned, but definitely, um, definitely wanting to get more interstate. So keep an eye out. We definitely will. Now this weekend, uh, two of, a few of, at least two of the best Japanese wrestlers ever to do it are going to be at the shows. What's it going to be like to step in the ring with someone like Miko Satomura? Um, I'm like only low-key <laughs> shitting myself. Sorry if I can't say that. But uh, of course you can <laughs> say that. Um, but yeah, I am pretty nervous because um, obviously there's, a language barrier there as well um and then just who they are and what they've done for japanese wrestlers um or japanese female wrestlers but yeah just just excited for the opportunity thankful um doing as much prep as i can um watching as many of their matches as i can um just to hopefully have some a few ideas to put in place and see what we can do but I'm I'm confident that we'll be able to put on a good match. Um, but yeah, super super excited because I haven't been a well, I haven't really had a Japanese experience yet. Um, so they'll be my first um, Japanese wrestlers that I would step in the ring with. And you may as well start. And I get with two the in one, one weekend. You, so. may well, <laughs> you may as well start with the best one ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Then now. Pre, uh, pre-match and after the, the show and stuff, do you have a chance to pick their brains? Um, I know there's a little bit of a language barrier, but, you know, wrestling language is universal. Do you have a chance to pick their brains and see if you can steal some of their life experiences? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're, I find usually more after um, the match, um, just because I'm focused on my rituals and my preparation. Um, so yeah, usually after the match, I have a rundown, just get as much feedback and criticism as I possibly can. 
Um, and then, yeah, just start picking their brains until they get sick of me and then they leave. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're there, they're in front of me. Why not try get as much knowledge from exactly. some of the best? So, Rituals and preparation. Take us through that. What's an hour before a match for you and how does, uh, how does that final hour pan out for you? Um, I am usually the one that's by myself. Uh, in the Headphones on. Sounds like Lyle's social life. Yeah. <laughs> headphones um, on. Not so much headphones. No, I just kind of get in my own head, stretching, just run through things. Um, yeah, definitely stretching. Visualizing the match. Visual, yeah. Visualizing, running through what can happen. Um, just yeah. So if anyone sees me in the locker room before a match. I'm not being rude. <laughs> it's just my ritual. I'm not. I'm not a bitch. It's fine. You can come up to me after, and I'll say hello. <laughs> and most of the people would know that now. So that. that, that yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, everyone I've experienced in a locker room um, have been really good. So I've been lucky. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous. Um, Good luck this weekend and um, good luck for your Christmas break and into 2020. can't believe it's 2020. Nearly there. I know. I know. This year's just gone. Um, no, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you on the Eastern Seaboard next year. Yes, keep an eye out. See you, Anna. Welcome back to On the Turnbuckle, the music of Rey Mysterio bringing us back. Um, Lyle, you should fail to get a guest more often. That was really good, I thought. Well, there you go. She was great. And I'll tell you what, I'm actually enjoying sitting in this seat. Uh, it makes me sound a lot, uh, for some reason, I just seem a lot more clever. Clever, yeah. Clever is yeah. not a word, Tony. Uh, no, in that chair it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, you've, d- you've done well. You more feel like you're being on the wrong more side. More cleverer than the bloke that normally sits here. Wow. I would never use that chair, so... <laughs> You're sitting on a lounge chair. I know. It's comfortable. <laughs> We're at a desk. <laughs> you look awkward on that side of the desk, though, yeah, Tony. No, you feel do. comfortable. <laughs> now, not many people would know this, but Tony was in America recently. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. And now we, he's going to recap his trip a bit. How was it, mate? Oh, look, it was, it was a, a great trip. There's no doubt about it. And I would suggest that if anyone gets the opportunity to go and do four consecutive nights of wrestling, whether it be in Japan or whether it be in America or wherever it might be, go and do it. It's a really, really gratifying thing to do if you're a wrestling fan and if it's something that you've enjoyed doing. And the fact that I got to do it and the fact that I got to speak to some big-name stars there in uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke and Apollo Crews, Dana, uh, Callisto. Dana, Dana Brooke's sleeping her way to the top at the moment. Yes. Is that the reason why we play Batista's music at the start? Did we or didn't we? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, it depends what you play, Tony. We're not sure. Yeah, we, we think we played Batista at the start, <laughs> but I never know till the episode comes out. Yes. Bit of a Batista bomb. 
Yeah, correct. Uh, Mustafa Ali was fantastic to talk to, a local Chicago guy. And, and to be involved in that whole UNICEF USA thing with the wrestlers on that day at the school in Chicago, it really brought home to me that these guys aren't just performers in the ring. They're very much like our AFL and NRL stars and, and those sort of sports stars that we have here. Did you say NRL stars? Well, yeah, but well, I hope they're not like our NRL stars. <laughs> no, I mean, to the extent that they go around and they go to children's hospitals and they do all that sort of stuff. It's easier for the NRL a... guys because they're usually in the hospitals already from getting their stomach pumped the night before. Whose fucking story is this? <laughs> Would you let me just talk? Yeah, let him God's finish. Sake? Let him finish. Trying to be entertaining. I've got nothing else to say now. <laughs> Why didn't you get your head on TV? No, well, you, we couldn't. Mitchell we... did. Yeah, he did actually. He got into the the promo from that UNICEF day, which was great. But I was filming it and I was doing stuff on my uh, on my phone. So anyway, it was uh, ringing. Was... It was ringing inappropriately while they were filming. No, it wasn't because it. I was overseas, so I didn't have contact with anyone. So it was a really good trip, Tony. It was bond, a, it bonding was a, time with your son. At it was wrestling a great shows. trip. It was good. It was great to see how the WWE put their shows on over there. I mean, of course, we've seen it here in in Australia. But on the MCG stage, that's a, a much larger stage than in a 20, 25,000-seat stadium. So uh, the way they do that, the amount of production that goes behind that show is amazing for, uh, for what it is. I'd tell you a show that could have had a little bit more production, Starcade. <laughs> could have had more crowd too. <laughs> could have had a little bit of, more. It's fitting of 25 people there. I, I think uh, they realise... You know what kind of show it was going to be when you've Ric Flair a microphone and it doesn't actually work. Yeah, well. They've had to change out a microphone. I think at the moment, that's probably the best way to give Ric Flair a microphone. No, that's always entertaining when Ric Flair gets on a mic and you know calls Kevin Owens Kevin Owen. But <laughs> but even watch, he's like he's been watching Tony. <laughs> but even watching all that stuff live and how the guys are getting their microphones in the ring and all that sort of stuff. You, when you're watching television, you don't see it. The first thing you see is the wrestler in the ring, microphone in the hand, they yeah. cut their promo. But the fact that they've got to point to a guy who's standing on the side of the stage, who's got to walk up, hand them the mic, and then they get it, and then they've got to collect the mic back, and how they collect the clothing. It's exactly the same as how they would collect the clothing at an NCW match. There aren't many ways to collect clothing, Tony. No, but I mean, there's one person who's dedicated to picking up everyone's clothing as they take it off before they start wrestling. And all that, it, it's... It's WWE and it's a billion dollar industry, but it ain't no different to MCW or it ain't no different to PCW or anything. They just know how it's to just shoot a, it. It's just it on steroids. Um, well, not anymore. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no I, didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that figuratively. I just meant on a larger no, scale. No, you did mean it figuratively. No, I didn't. Yeah, both. It's figuratively. It still yes. works. Yeah, okay. Not literally. literally. No, that's correct. Um, there's something about that seat causing a brain drain at the moment, Tony. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling clever. No, but back to Starcade. Let's stop being positive. We're trying to be negative here. Um, look, I'm all for extra shows going on the network. Um, but when you're going to call a glorified house, not even a glorified house show. Like There's some was, good matches on it there. Was just, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. No, because I, saw, I, I didn't watch it either, but I saw half, the matches. Only half the card was televised and it wasn't the good yeah. matches. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I think it's... A, it, it's shit. Yeah, it definitely is. What a waste of the Starcade name as well. Um, throwing it out there. Yes, you're going to get some old fans. WWE does skew high. We'll talk about that in the ratings. Um, but why can't they just bring back Starcade as a pay-per-view? 
I don't. Yeah, I don't, get rid of whatever shit show, like the name or whatever. Have it in Charlotte and the Carolinas. And just go all the way back. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a pay per view even, but yeah. if you're gonna do it as a network special, make it important. Yeah, give it a, give it some story and a title change. Give calling it Starcade and then doing the house show loop show. Yeah, um, yeah, like nobody's getting excited for that, and everyone and the crowd showed that they've seen it now a couple of times, and they've realised that you're paying lip service, and you know people aren't as naive as they once were, where you know, you you go and the house show results are important because now we read on the internet the night before what the results are. So when you're doing a house show loop and you know that the, the matches were even when they were here, when it was in Sydney the night before, I don't want to go and watch the matches knowing the same people right. are going over as the night before. So this is, this is what I'm going to throw out there, right? We have so much wrestling now coming out of WWE with SmackDown on Friday, Raw on Monday, NXT on Wednesday, Three shows a week at least, you get to see all your stars. Let's make, let's cut down the amount of pay per views to six for a year, one every two months, and make them absolutely extraordinary. Instead of having the big four, let's just have the big six and just make it that. And, and everyone then will look forward and will be really excited about pay per views. Every six. Every, no, I'm not getting value for money two. for my subscription on the oh, network. Yeah, of course <laughs> you no, are. No, I'm serious. No, I'm not. Of course why, you are. Why am I going to subscribe to the months where there's no... Like, especially in America now where NXT's on TV. We're we talking 15 bucks a month. doesn't matter. If you're not showing me a pay-per-view that month, I'm not getting any value for my subscription that month. So I'm going to cancel it and then subscribe but what's next a, month. But hang on. You're just telling me what's used to doing it if it's, they're going to be crap. But that wasn't a pay-per-view. No, but it was a feature. No, it wasn't. It was a house show. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand it. They should stick to this. The great stuff they do. Um, do you know, the like good their, stuff. Their twenty-four um, shows yeah. are great. Um, the behind-the-scenes stuff are great that they bring out. Um, the stone, well, the stone cold they, thing is good. I, I'm stick with that. that. I, you're telling us it's not important. Yeah. By the way you've booked it and the way you've led up to it, and just thinking, oh, the Starcade name is going to sell it enough. We need consequences to shows. Look, I'm not saying they need 12 pay-per-views a year, but I need five takeovers. I need my five takeovers. And, you know, you've got your big four pay-per-views, probably another two that are important. And then the rest is like, they're network specials I see them as. I don't see yeah. them as pay-per-views. And that's that's fine. Because that still gives them something to build towards. Um, but yeah, I don't really want less value for my money because their struggle for network subscriptions as it is. Yeah. yeah. So taking away value is probably not going to be the best way to go. Hmm. Um, we'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> that's okay. We often do. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so the AEW NXT ratings? Yeah. Well, um, Jeez, isn't, didn't this get some traction? Yeah, it got a little bit. Oh, was the last couple of days. Oh no! It was it was me. It was a meme teasing Melter that got some traction from one dorky bloke who's got no social life and wanted to make kick up a stink on social media. I think I think he. Uh, I was. Uh, I don't think he realizes what we do on the podcast. We, um, he obviously doesn't listen. We have a we have we have a little <laughs> bit of fun and you know, I made that joke earlier to in the morning when the ratings came out. You know, having a bit of fun and hey, I'm a Melter guy and I can still poke fun at Melter and it's not poking fun at him it's poking fun at his fans that are going to de- him. defend him for my 
mine because that is the joke. This um, is what happens. Uh, we're going to lift the curtain a little bit. Here we go. Lyle will often load the gun, <laughs> and then me and Tony will take the heat. Yeah, and you take it well, and I'm very good at loading the gun. And we cover all the heat because apparently Lyle's the baby face, the, the baby faced assassin. I'm just universally liked, and I think it's because you're bland and vanilla. What do you think, Tony? Oh, definitely vanilla. Oh, you wouldn't have said that if you're in the other chair, Tony. No, you'd have been on have. my side. No, uh, just sitting in this chair makes you feel like an asshole. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> no, I told you it, I don't usually use that chair. <laughs> you say it, that you should. That's the microphone it I was, use. It was a funny meme, and that's all it was. There's no ulterior motive. We I don't hate a little a, bit of fun. I don't hate AEW. No. Uh, it's a misnomer. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, having a chat to a couple of journos over in the States. We use that term very loosely because oh, one yeah, of them no, is That's fair enough, yeah. too. The guys who report <laughs> on the web. Uh, no, they're journos. Come on. Wrestling journos, yes. Yeah. They're dirt cheat riders, yep. One guy particularly said, very interesting times in Chicago at the moment based on the AEW, WWE and where that's all going and... Uh, WWE got some great traction. I mean, that was pretty full every night at All-State Arena. I think there was probably about twelve to 15,000 because they had a quarter of it blocked off due to the stage and the like. So, But every other seat was taken on most of the four nights. Uh, but AEW, obviously, Chicago is very much a hometown for it. Yeah. So interesting to see how that plays out. People are in very much two minds as to whether they're AEW. There's very much, a, they said there's very much a divide in the town, Chicago being very much a wrestling city in America as to AEW v WWE. So I don't think it's a matter of whether you like AEW or whether you like WWE. I think the lines are being divided for you and people are... Uh, people uh, are deciding to, to, to divide one way or the other. Personally, I mean, I didn't watch either show last week because... I needed a detox, but um, AEW. I love their pay per views. I don't. I don't personally love Dynamite, um, but I love all of their specials. Um, Raw this week was unwatchable. Hence why I didn't watch it. <laughs> like even reading yeah. it, I struggled to read the results. That's how boring it was. Yeah. Um. For for me, um, I feel like they go into holding patterns in um December. I mean, if you're going to go in a holding pattern, just take the month off. Yeah. Well, it's too much money. TV money now, they can't take it off. They have to put some sort of content out there. And you're right. Um, well, before we know it, it'll be three or four weeks, and then we're into Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season, which is obviously the best <laughs> the best time for uh, WWE fans is the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. Um, but obviously the AEW ratings are down, uh, worryingly down this last week. Yeah, 28%. Um, but, but important points have been made on Twitter and, and the like. The fact that AEW are rating well in the demographic that they want to rate Yeah, but well. that's tightened up. That's yeah. the issue. That's tightened right up. Yeah. Um, but look, we're not going to know where either of these shows sit in the ratings until the end of the first quarter of next year. Like, they're both brand new to TV. Yeah. There's finals of US sports. There's Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. There's lots of things that are causing fluctuation at the moment. Um, what's important for wrestling fans to do is to not dance on the grave of the company that loses the ratings because we need AEW. Because if AEW, it's too important to fail. If it fails, then WWE the gets the free run. With the money that's been put into yeah. it, 
um, owned by, you know, a, a billionaire's son, if they fail, we'll never ever get an alternative in North America. To ever. WWE, ever, no. ever. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. So, if you're a WWE fan, you can be happy if you're enjoying the show, but don't dance on the grave of AW because you need it. Hey, and you bring up a very good point about that Thanksgiving Eve. Fifteen basketball games yeah. on that game right around the country. There's basketball being played from eight o'clock in the morning on the East Coast in New York through until one thirty the next morning. Yeah, we were watching basketball. Lakers are going all right too. Yeah, imagine if you were yeah, and a lot of people, you know, the demographics were down. People are going to go out for dinner and stuff for Thanksgiving, catching Black up. Black Friday family. sales started early on Wednesday yeah, in some stores and stuff. It was so yeah, it's, who's going to the stores at Black Friday? Come on, because the internet people, I, the internet. I tell you what, <laughs> well, the, not us. The op- Macy's opening on the Thursday on Thanksgiving after their parade was exactly the same as what we see here with our Boxing Day sales and stuff. There was there was hundreds of thousands of people just waiting to get into stores. Now, The Fiend uh, debuted another new belt. Yeah. Did you buy it, Tony? No, no, I I didn't buy it. It's only, what, seven grand? No, we brought his mask. It was the only thing I asked you to bring back for me is the Fiend belt. 7,000 bucks, you could have That's why I brought you nothing back. Far out. Well, uh, this is true. He came in bearing no gifts, tried to claim his luggage got stolen. Oh, that old chestnut. He true. must have been listening to the Charlie that Evans interview true. and thought, yeah. I'd steal that. True. <laughs> well played, this. yeah. yeah. Clever true. by Charlie, but coming home on Christmas. How much so for a belt? For the Fiend belt, seven grand. <laughs> <laughs> we, Imagine uh, the shipping to Australia. <laughs> can I tell you how much <laughs> of a tight... Can I tell you how much of a tight ass I am? We know. All State Arena is situated next to a Target. WWE was selling belts for thirty bucks. I went into Target and got it for twenty. <laughs> that is, it's ten dollars, Tony. That's fair enough. That's fifteen it's Australian. It a, obviously, it was a lesser quality. The one in like it was no, it was exactly the same belts. <laughs> ten bucks. Did you touch both to feel if it was the same? Exactly all, the same boxing all, and everything. All state have to take their percentage as well, Tony. So just I'm telling what, you, what corporation? Ten you bucks gave cheaper in Target. I was there. <laughs> I see today, John Morrison. Has signed with WWE? Yeah, um, WWE um, scooped themselves uh, by the satin sheet. Mm. Satin sheets? Yeah. I thought they were only available in uh, brothels, as <laughs> past experiences told me. Uh, oh, all right. I think I, he used to work in one. He was the receptionist. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Hello, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like every every guest saw Tony at reception. It was like uh, that episode of The Simpsons where Grandpa walks in and walks straight back out. Uh, Lyle, you're at BCW yes, on the weekend. Yes, I was. I was and... at uh, America on the weekend. Yeah, as you mentioned three times in the Lena Cross interview. I, I don't know if she, while I was at BCW, you might have still been in your 36 hour transit home, so you might okay. not have been in America. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it was a. It was an interesting show and an ultra-violent match as the opener, Tony, which is fine. That's good while well, the kids are there. and <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was pretty gory. Um, not sure if anyone's checked out Vixen. Was it a dark match with the lights on? It wasn't no, a no, dark no, match. It was, no. the, it was the first match. Um, weird match placement for mine, starting off that way. It was a good match. It was fine. And check out Vixen's Instagram story to see how... 
brutalised her body got. She was, spent the night in hospital. Yeah. Oh, she? she had puncture holes across her legs, oh. behind her shoulder. There's meat hanging out oh. of her skin in some places. It's, it's it Shorts was, was a bad choice. Yes, uh, she should have stuck with the pants. Um, it was a little bit awkward after that match. I imagine Took, it would have been. The second match didn't start for another 10 or 15 minutes because ring crew had to clean it all up. How much um, sweeping did the crowd get to see that night? Plenty of sweeping. Uh, <laughs> it, it even went that far with the sweeping with the thumbtacks. There was a guy vacuuming the ring canvas, which I've never seen before. A Dyson? It could have been. It could have been. BC, you, nah, it's BCW. Can I tell you that? I, I might have it was, mentioned... Uh, it was what's home? Did I mention this to you last week? I can't remember if I did or I didn't. They changed the ring mat after every match in America. Yeah, he texted it to us four times, once each show. It was amazing. Why would Staff you do infection. that? infection. Sweaty. Anyway... Continue. Yes. So there was there was a couple of good matches on the yes, card. Yes, it was re- re- really good. Um, Mick Moretti and Sid Parker. Um, Moretti was Sid Parker's first match. Mick or he, Mark? Uh, no, he didn't have his wrestling boots around his neck. Uh, footy boots around his neck, Tony. So, no, it was Mick Moretti. Um, that was worth the price of admission alone. Uh, they were amazing. Mick Moretti, his character work and in-ring He's up there, if not the best in Australia. The He's man. the as, best. As the whole package. As soon as he walks through that crowd, he is the rapscallion. It's it's amazing to watch. And uh, Sabu live. scalped himself? Uh, yeah, Sabu. Oh, did he? <laughs> the barbed ro- barb wire rope match no. against Mad Dog um, is what you expect of Sabu in 2019. Taking well, he's, crazy... making, he's making homophobic comments, was he? That's no, what I expected. you don't give him the microphone. Um, <laughs> cra- crazy, um, crazy bumps, but he took a Irish whip into the barbed wire ropes, Tony, which gave way. And oh, Lord. I nearly was there for Sabu's death because he went down pretty well, hard I heard for his, yeah, yeah, The fact, that, the fact that he got caught on the... On the um, Barb Wire might have saved him. Well, it probably slowed him down a little bit, but he went straight through to the oh. floor. But what a worker. I heard he was at the merch stand later selling barbed wire with strands of his hair. Yeah, well, it, did, it took a big chunk of hair out. Um, That's not a joke. He was... T- yeah, <laughs> it took... Um, yeah. Now, well, you were also... You said, told me you were going to the Warzone. How was the Warzone show? That was, uh, was uh, very good, as a war, Warzone shows tend to be. Was, How was Eric's was, match? Amazing. Who won? Erica. Are you guessing? Yeah, I am actually. Lyle went to a first birthday party. My best mate. And got blackout drunk at a child's first birthday party. He's the one hanging around with one year olds. Well, you know, he's my best mate. His daughter turned one. He went to a child's birthday party and got blackout drunk. Instead of going to Warzone. As he was required to do for work, yes. Pitbull. On behalf of us all here in the studios, I wasn't here in the country, so I get a, a, a reasonable excuse. But Lyle, on behalf of Lyle Pitbull, we sincerely apologise that his uh, absence to, at your show. And then the next day, he goes to time zone with his hangover. Yeah, that. Could was, you that think was of anything worse? I got the guilt trip. Um, yeah, I did. I um, I pulled a Welshie. No, no. No, that's, I've never I heard, still t- I still turn up drunk. I've never yeah, heard because, of yeah, but I'm driving normally. That's why you got there. No, I've never heard no. of anyone having to apologise for a first birthday party. 
No, I'm not apologising. I'm apologising for not going oh, to you, war. No, zone. you should be apologising from what I've heard. Uh, well, especially for making soup in the bathtub at home when you got home. Oh, I didn't think we we're going to talk about that. You uh, shouldn't have told me then. Luckily for me, my wife is extremely forgiving person. And um, then why are you sleeping on my couch? It's a comfortable couch. Have you ever slept on his couch? Don't not you? yet. No, but I'm probably not too far away. <laughs> <laughs> And I, yeah, I do apologise to Pitbull. And if he um, next time he sees me, if he thinks I look hungry, I'll definitely take a chop. Yeah, you're um, an ass. Yeah, mm. apologise to that. I went to PCW Destiny on the weekend, and I'd suggest anyone in Melbourne make Destiny one of their shows of the year that they should go to. Sold out too. It was sold out. I was. Yeah, I was very lucky to sneak in because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a ticket. I did. I, I did have a friend on the door and, and Rowdy looked after me, which was good. Uh, but it was a fantastic show. Like, actually the most fun I've had at a, a PCW show. And I enjoy PCW. Mm. This was the most fun I've had. And the fact that they finish up with the Destiny Ladder match, which is five of their young guys fighting for a contract for their main show. Yeah. And there's a guy called Robbie Thorpe, who's about 6'4". Built like a brick shit house and athletic and mm. really good technical wrestler. He could be anything. He won? No. Oh. He didn't win. But he could be anything. Yep. Um JJ Ferno won and Murdoch gave him a package pile driver off the apron through a ladder. Ouch. Yeah, that's that, brutal. That's, that's, um Brutal. Check that out on the PCW network. So it is up on PCW network. Check it out. They also have a battle royal for all the other people on the um, Slam roster, which was a lot of fun. There's a guy um, wrestling at PCW who's got one leg. No. And he was fantastic. Like, fantastic. Was he in the battle royal? He was in the battle royal. Um, So obviously you won? Well, he should have won. On a technicality. Because... Technically, both feet can't touch the floor on the outside. I'd be arguing it. He should have turned heel on everyone and said that. How does he do drop kicks? He, he does drop kick. Does drop kick. Huh. No, he's very good. He's very good. So we're being assholes. He's very good. No, we're not. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that question. And uh, it, the other guy in the like the guys in the main event, everyone was everyone just did such a fantastic job. Um, especially considering a lot of them only been wrestling a year. Um, really fun show. Check it out. Excellent. They've got. Uh, Matty Wahlberg coming down on the 14th Yep. Um, to wrestle against Charlie Matthews. Reality show versus reality show. Yep. Reality show. The Battle of the Big Brother. Reality show. Does that mean we've got Matty Wahlberg at the Corner Hotel on the 13th? Not announced, so hmm. I don't yeah. know. I'll tell you what we do have, though, on uh, Saturday is the Prefect's 18th birthday. We did. We got an invitation. We did. We did. We did. Um, Unfortunately, we can't be there. Luckily for me, because I get blackout at a first birthday. You mentioned me at an eighteenth. Yeah, yeah I think your 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 um, invitation was rescinded. It's going to be a good party. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, they haven't announced many of the matches yet. No, you got Shazza versus Ugg for the heavyweight title. Sean Custom versus Ricky South. Yes, which should be good. You know. Sean Custom's been away for a while. The Prefects the have a title shot. Yes, against. Do the we know who Liger's fighting? Oh, that's not. That's next week. But we do. Yes, we do. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, sh- yeah, we do know. The, the video work with PWA is so entertaining. Did you watch the Home Alone? The Prefix. Um, I haven't seen it yet. No. Make sure you watch it. The Velocities are 
Well, they're the are they the guys wearing the fingerless gloves? Yes, and the prefix. That's always bothered um, me about Home Alone. Like, if you're going to put on gloves to rob a place, why would you wear fingerless gloves? And I know it's cold in Chicago, and you might want to use a phone, but you're going to leave fingerprints. The idea of wearing yeah. the gloves yeah. always bothered me. Make make sure you watch the video. Didn't Nick Berry do something about Home Alone on Twitter? I think he has... no, no. Someone made a, a meme. Yeah, but, yeah. That's my favorite storyline in wrestling right now. <laughs> The love story. Nick Berry having the women's championship and Zena chasing him around the country trying to win it back. Is yeah. Defending it at Wrestle Rock. It's one of well. my favorite storylines in Australian wrestling this year. Yeah. Zena oh, disagreed. And, and the PWA is on over Saturday night as well. Yes. You're not going to the show? So, so if yeah. Lyle's not written off for the first birthday, he'll be able to watch that on TV. Yes. And as we mentioned, uh, New Horizons Pro Wrestling have... Uh, strong style showdown with some of the best female wrestlers in the world. world. Can we just step back one bit? Liger doing the PWA show, that is huge. It's massive. It's massive. Lots of people flying in for that. For an Australian promotion to be able to host him is yeah. just... that's just, And it's going to be a tag team match. So it's Robbie Eagles and Justin Thunder Liger against Bad Luck Farley and Jack J Bonza. Yeah. Wow. So the that, video the video for that was really good as well. Um I'm glad Bonds is back for this. Yeah, it's so so good. And, you know, he's had his neck issues and stuff like that. That's um, a high quality match. Yeah. Be a big test for for Jack. Yeah. I'm looking I'm, I'm um, looking on forward. the back of the injury, so Yeah. Um I'm really I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I think I think what we got to don't take it for granted Liger coming here. He's retiring on January 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I know. Fuck you. I mean, yeah, she will. Um, Where are you going? Japan. Oh. This could possibly be... You don't mention it that often. One of his last... No, no, no I'm not like you. I'm not... I'm trying not... to talk about Liger here. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Apologies. This, don't take it for granted. If you're not going to... If you can't go to the show, make sure you get it on over. Because can we is going to be venue, in the last... Can we find a venue in Houston on the Turnbuckle Party... And put Ovo on the screens at a venue. And no. No. It's no. against the law. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. Oh, aren't we? Yeah. Tell also, I know that it would be left for me to organise and I'm mm. not doing it. Yeah. But th- this could be, <laughs> this will be probably in his last 15 matches. And it's in Sydney, in Australia. If he's going to do 15 matches between now and January. I doubt. He'll be everywhere in Japan. It'll be top 10, top 15, you know, last 15, the wow. 10 matches. By the time he gets back to Japan, he'll be booked. Now, Lyle, you were you didn't get it right last week. It's fair to say. What do you get what right? What am I getting right? Um, your I'm AW, a review your of a AW show. review. Oh, I'm only, actually I wasn't talk very about what accurate. I see. It wasn't very accurate last week. I'm actually week. questioning this segment. I don't, I don't think it should return for 2020. We get a lot of feedback on this segment on how crap it is. No, people enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the He's point, Tony. It's meant to be. Cr- what last week you were couldn't have been further wrong. I I can only. Re- Review what I've seen. You told me that Tony Khan was going to put himself into the diamond ring match and win the diamond ring and call himself best in the world. He was going to... That didn't happen. He wanted to get some of those old viewers that are watching NXT that they can't steal and get Russo... All right, so what's, uh, what's happening, what's happening this, week? this week? All right, so you've got Pentagon versus Christopher Daniels, which is weird because, you know, they're tag team wrestlers, but it's fine. Christopher Daniels is wrestling as Curry Man, his uh, <laughs> Japanese alter... Ego, which is super fun, um, and probably a little bit disrespectful to Curry Japan. 
Yes, they yeah. are. Japanese they are extremely, curries delicious. Extremely uh, one of the popular. one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Well, what are you going to Japan? Yeah, first time hearing of it. Um, I'm glad you're keeping that joke alive. Well. <laughs> I've got to get it until June when I get to go. Then the joke We're, will be dead and we won't even talk about it. I'm actually it. pulling the podcast down for the few months ahead of that so that you can't <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, so Curryman uh, makes his AEW debut in an upset win uh, against Pentagon, which totally buries one of the best tag team wrestlers in the world. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm not an EVP. They've got enough of them at, of their own at AEW. Who are worrying about what I think? Um, yeah, it was good to see Carrie Man back. It's entertaining, but I don't think we need to see it on AEW. Yeah, we might get rid of this segment. Get rid of it. Oh, we'll that or we'll write, or we'll write it for we'll, Lyle. We'll have a production meeting. Lyle's good. <laughs> We're gonna have to bring a writer in for Lyle's content. Yeah, already got a writer. Who? You wrote last week. I did, and it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Tony, what's on this weekend for the shows? Oh, I get to do this again. Fantastic. Let's hope that it's right this time. Just rest assured there's nothing on Sunday. It says Sunday, but there's no show on. Thank you for putting it there then. Uh, Friday, December the 6th. Indie Girls Night 1 is at the Clem... Kelms... The Clem Scott Hall. Clem... Is is Clem K-L-E-M? Kelm Scott. K-E-L-M. It's on in Perth. That's Kelm. Well, it could be. Kelm Scott. Kumsga. It's on at a hall Indie in Girls Perth. Night 1 is on at the Kumsga Hall in Perth. AEW in Sydney have AEW. No, AWF. Have, oh, I'm glad on. you threw this in. AWF in Sydney have AEW's T-Hawk as well as a meet and greet with WWE UK's Kia Brookside. Zaya Brookside. Brookside. I'm only working... All right, I'm going to read this out. Can you have a look at my glasses? I've got one lens missing. You told me you you were getting new glasses. (laughs) They're probably in his luggage that he didn't lose. I'm going to start again. Indie Girls Night 1's on in Perth. AWF in Sydney have got AWs. Where's the Indie Girls Night on? T-Hawk. T-Hawk. He's brought brought the belt back. back. Well played. Uh, Slow burn. (laughs) That's what we like in wrestling. Two years. Yep. Uh, as well as a meet and greet with WWE UK's Zaya Brookside, Robbie Brookside's Fantastic. daughter. Yes. Um, on Saturday, December the seventh, we've got Pro Wrestling Darwin's second show. Damien Slater and Alex Kingston from EPW making the trip over. Sid going up there too? Did no, that's that, that's next that's year. Next year, okay. Uh, Indie Girls Night Two. I mean, is on in Coburn Youth lucky Center. You did, lucky you did say that because in Perth, I would have totally stuffed that one up. We know. Uh, PCW Ignition's on Infantry Gully. <laughs> one week out from the Matty Wahlberg, Charlie Matthews, Survivor versus Love Island. Is that Charlie? fitting of how you spell Coburn? You're it's, such a yeah. child, Tony. C-O-C-K-B-U-R. Tony. Is that how you spell Coburn? Which microphone am I turning off? You know what that looks like to me. The NAW 15th anniversary is on at Albion. A really good card, actually. But the match that we've been talking about is... Our very own Kid Valiant. Kid Valiant, we're still, we're still on his bandwagon. Is up against Richie Taylor. Richie fucking Taylor. And that wow. bald face Richie Taylor. So I think oh, he's had a shave. Yep, he did. Well, yeah, for don- um, I donating have, money. I have messaged um, Kid Valiant's father to find out, you know, where to send the gifts and flowers and stuff for his hospital stay at the end of the match. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. worried for him. <laughs> worried for him. Yeah, yeah. But, wow. 
this is the time to get him when he's got no beard. Maybe his well, power's like a little Samson. bit low. Maybe Samson, you think, from the Bible. You are there a good Bible studies guy. Surely yes. that's Cockburn. It's Coburn. If you're promoting a show, let us know. Uh, you, there's we'll, something on Sunday there, Welsh, you didn't... No, there's nothing on Sunday. Oh, I touched it on the sheet. That's okay. Thank God. Get I'm in just, contact. We'll let you I'm know. Let people know where to find you. Next week is our last show. You can tell that we're a bit over each other at the moment, so we need a break. Uh, Lyle, you told me you're getting a guest. Is I this am true? getting a guest. I feel like I've uh, already announced this. Uh, Marcus Pitt will be here. Muffin off. No, no, that's two different people. We already went over this. Um, Muffin off may, may make an appearance. Um, but Marcus Pitt will definitely be here next year. Uh, next next week. year, yeah, next great. Week. <laughs> next week. Uh, tune in next week. And we'll see who Tony and I have cobbled together to make up for Lyle's mistake. Is Thanks Carp- for joining is us. Is carpet burn worse? <laughs>